SEC has charged SolarWinds and its CISO, the Russian government is developing its own virus total clone, five members of the Magni Bear ransomware gang have been detained in South Korea, and Atlassian warns of a major data wiping bug. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catlin Kimpanu. Today is November 1st, and this podcast episode is brought to you by vulnerability management and analysis platform, Nucleus Security. The US Securities and Exchange Commission has filed fraud charges against software company SolarWinds and its Chief Information Security Officer, Timothy Brown. The agency says it reviewed internal communications and security assessments and found that SolarWinds lied about its cybersecurity posture to investors before it was hacked in 2020. The SEC says SolarWinds and Mr Brown ignored repeated red flags and mentioned only generic and hypothetical risks in its public documents. The SEC lawsuit notes SolarWinds' failure to secure its software development lifecycle, enforce strong passwords, a failure to fix vulnerabilities and the understaffing of its security team. Officials from 48 countries attending the third International Counter-Ransomware Initiative Summit in Washington, D.C. are expected to sign a pledge not to pay ransoms. This year's meeting is focused on improving information-sharing mechanisms surrounding ransomware attacks. To help get things moving, a White House official says the CRI plans to publish a list of cryptocurrency wallets associated with ransomware operations that can be tracked and blacklisted across member states. Apple has notified over a half-dozen lawmakers from India's main opposition parties that their iPhones have been targeted by state-sponsored attacks. Victims included key figures from India's opposition parties, such as the National Congress, IMM, the AAP and the Communist Party. The alleged hacking attempts took place weeks before Indians are set to go to the polls. In a press conference, Rahul Gandhi, leader of the National Congress Party and President Modi's main rival in the upcoming elections, accused the Indian government of being behind the attempted hacks. Besides politicians, two Indian journalists and a member of an NGO also received notifications from Apple. Software company Atlassian has released a security update for a vulnerability in Confluence that can be used to wipe customer systems. The patch notes include a message from the company's chief information security officer, a site you don't usually see in software updates. Atlassian CISO Bala Sithiamathi has urged companies to take immediate action and install the software update to avoid data loss scenarios. He says the vulnerability is extremely dangerous because it can be exploited remotely by unauthenticated attackers. Atlassian says that all self-hosted versions of Confluence are affected, but that no attacks have been observed in the wild so far, although the bug's data wiping capabilities will most likely entice some threat actors. Russia's Minister of Digital Development says the country is working on developing a multi-scanner solution for Russia's internal market. The National Multi-Scanner Project is modelled after Google's Virus Total service and is expected to enter testing this year. Officials say the service will operate at full capacity in 2025. The Canadian government has banned WeChat and Kaspersky on government-issued mobile devices. Officials say the apps present an unacceptable level of risk to privacy and security for government workers. Canadian officials stopped short of calling the apps espionage tools. The ban came into effect this week. 
South Korean authorities have detained five employees of a data recovery company on suspicion of working with North Korean hackers. Officials say the company collected more than $2.5 million in payments for data recovery services from 778 companies hit by ransomware. South Korean police say the company conspired with North Korean hackers via email and telegram and received a manual on how to recover encrypted systems. The company used targeted search keyword ads to advertise its services to impacted companies. While officials haven't named the ransomware, several sources have told Risky Business News that the company was working with the Magnibear Gang, a ransomware strain that only targeted South Korean companies. The Magnibear crew has been inactive since the 25th of August, representing the longest period of quiet for the group since its launch in 2016. A suspected ransomware attack on a German IT company has crippled local government systems across Western Germany. According to German officials, the attack hit a company named Zustwestfalan IT. The number of affected municipalities is unknown, but most are small towns located in Germany's North Rhine-Westphalia region. A threat actor named Electroleak has been spotted scanning GitHub repositories for accidentally leaked AWSIAM tokens in order to gain access to AWS infrastructure and perform crypto mining operations. Palo Alto Network says this is one of the oldest crypto mining operations known to date, going as far back as December 2020. The botnet was running 474 unique miners at the start of October. A pro-Hamas hacktivist group is deploying a new Linux data wiper in attacks targeting Israeli organisations. The wiper overwrites almost all of a local system's files with random data. The malware has been named Bibi Linux because it renames all destroyed files with a file extension that begins with Bibi, the nickname of Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Social media company Meta is introducing a paid subscription for European users that will remove ads from its Facebook and Instagram devices. It will cost €10 a month on the web or 13 for mobile users. Meta says it's introducing the option in response to the EU's GDPR regulation. The company says that by making users choose between the free and paid subscription, users are effectively making a conscious choice to have their personal information used for ad targeting. Samsung has launched a new security feature for its latest line of smartphones. Named Autoblocker, the feature prevents users from installing apps downloaded from outside the Samsung Galaxy and Google Play stores. The new feature can also block app sideloading operations from both the user interface and via automated commands sent via the USB debugging port. The feature is available for all Samsung phones running the One UI 6 home screen software. A hacking group named Dump Forums claims to have breached the Russian National Payment Card System, a division of Russia's central bank and the operator of Mir Payment Cards. The group claims it gained access to customers' personal data and the NSPK's internal projects. The organisation denies any hack and says that only its website was impacted. The Dump Forums group has a history of targeting Russian organisations and dumping their data. 
Microsoft will start blocking unauthorised Xbox controllers and accessories starting on November the 12th. The block will impact Xbox owners who use third-party controllers that weren't licensed by Microsoft. The move will have a huge impact on the game cheating scene and will likely spell the end for cheating devices such as Zim and Cronus Zen. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Nucleus Security. Find them at NucleusSec.com.